Welcome to the Freelance Drive. Here we talk with skilled freelancers about their professional journey. Stay tuned for real-life experiences to learn and actionable steps to take to improve your freelancing career. My name is Yuri. I'm a community builder at Code Control and 9am.works. And my guest is Irina Rokosh, a business process manager turned freelance management consultant in the IT, automotive, and telecommunications industries. So welcome, Irina. Thank you. Happy to be here. After we joined 9am community, we had a lot of conversation and finally here we are. I was like, yeah, we have to talk. We have to talk about it. So let's do it. And the first question, you told me that you are on a mission to convert as many permanent employees as possible into freelancers. Why is it so? Yeah, I already mentioned something about it. Um, I'll try to make it a short story, but it's a rather long <laughs> explanation. Uh, so bear with me. Um, so as a process manager, I've been working in the current corporate systems for quite a long time and creating processes in them. And at some point I realized um, I cannot exactly do my job properly. I mean, I'm implementing these processes and it's like a patchwork over something bigger that is broken and I cannot fix that layer. So I... Um, I realized I needed help and my idea of getting help is go back to the books and do some research. Uh, so I saw that the management science has improved a lot since I last studied it. Uh, I'm a master of business administration, so I studied that thing. Uh, but now there are so many new things and people are already talking about um, something which was really completely new to me and it's called self-management hmm. and it's taking the current concept and turning it completely around instead of giving every step to the person without explaining them what they're supposed to achieve at the end uh, or how like what they do fits into the bigger picture you actually give them the bigger picture and let them figure out the steps by themselves and that seemed to me like it's going to address the current uh, situation more than a century ago. Uh, people wanted to do the most they can with the least resources. But now we want other things. Now we want to be fast to market. We want to be agile to respond to change. We want innovation, uh, which means we need another management structure. It's just logical that we have to support mm. these activities with something better. Uh, something improved. So self-management was the thing that supports innovation and fast change and uh, agility a lot better. Uh, but then uh, now the question is, how do you, like if you start from scratch, you create a startup uh, and you develop a company, yes, you can be self-managed. You can start from the beginning with self-management. But how do you take an existing organization, which is already using mm -hmm. the corporate hierarchical structure and convert it into self-management. Um, so the role of the manager definitely changes in self-management. It cannot stay like what it is today. Mm -hmm. You cannot have this rigid structure with people controlling everything that happens below them. You need to be more flexible and more agile within this your organization. So the manager would change more into coach, uh, trainer, if you want, mentor, uh, maybe mediator, but nobody in self-management would have power over someone else. Hmm. So uh, this power um, element is very much into all the structures we've created right now for our, ourselves as humans. 
some people even call it um, social uh, social violence. So structures of social violence when wow. when they're power based. So how do we take this power away from the managers? Well, I see two ways. One is what current um, management consultants are trying to do. Go and convince the managers <laughs> that it's better for the business to give up this power and to turn the corporation into a self-managed organization. Now, I think that is a very hard thing to do because exactly. if you've given a power to somebody, it's very hard then to, to convince them to give it back. <laughs> it's easier to take it back. And who are the people who need to take it back? Well, all the employees. If all the employees step out of this matrix and say, I'm a freelancer, I'm not a permanent employee anymore, I will be on an equal ground with you and talk to you like a partner. You don't have power over me anymore. Then the managers cannot manage like they did until now. They have to figure out a better way to do it. Yeah. And yes, self-management is one of the ways we know now. Maybe some others will emerge. But essentially, that is the reason why I want to change the corporate environment because to something better, because I think People also will be happier when it changes, but also the business needs it. And at the same time, I see freelancing as right now the step towards it. Maybe in some years, something else will come up. But for now, this is all I see. Self-management and freelancing as a step to, to achieve it. Yeah, I can, I can totally relate to that. And as I'm always saying, as a freelancer, you can say exactly what you think. And if you, you know... If you see shit, you can call it shit. So you don't have to like, oh, you know, it's like something with a brown color and smells like not that very nice, but you can be uh, super, super straightforward. And that really helps to, you know, to work together in a team, to work together with founders. And I bet that it helps founders and managers to understand better if they're open for that. But once again, the question if managers are open themselves or if they just hire freelancer as one more employee, as you told me, to give like some low level tasks because nobody wants to do that or something like that, or nobody can do that. It's, it's also sometimes, uh, it's also sometimes a scenario. And still, like, I know that you, you've been, you've been an employee, you've, you've worked a lot of corporate and now you're a freelancer. So from your perspective, what are the top three pros and cons of both freelancing and permanent employment? Oh, wow, that's going to be long again. So let's focus on the main one. <laughs> um, the main thing for permanent employment, what I don't like is that, um, again, this, it's just uh, built on, on power. Mm -hmm. uh, and also it's a system that prevents you from thinking. So you're given mm -hmm. tasks. And someone else has already figured out what is the problem, what is the solution to the problem, and what are the tasks that we have to take to fix them, um, to implement the solution. So you'll only give them the tasks. And if you start thinking and improving in your little box, you're going to affect other things that you don't even know are connected to it. So you have to literally execute without thinking. And even if you disagree or something, you cannot tell your manager, like, I'm not doing this unless you're prepared to search for a job as of tomorrow. <laughs> so this element for me is a bit like um, 
we've come up with some modern version of slavery. Like you're told yeah. to do something, whether you like it, you don't like it, you agree, you disagree. You only have to say, yes, sir, go and do it. Uh, f with freelancing, of course, that doesn't exist. Uh, you can always go back and you're not scared of like uh, this project will be over because that's that's the essence of freelancing. You're constantly searching for the next project. One is over, the other one starts. So it's everyday life for a freelancer. Yeah. So at least this is not there. Whatever it is, I want to spend more time with family. I don't want to work nine to five. I want to be more flexible. All of this essentially is freedom. You go for freedom. Yeah. So in that perspective, I think freelancing has the very huge positive side, whereas per permanent employment is just a disaster. Uh, <laughs> but then there is the flip side of this coin. Like I always say, there is you receive one thing, but you have to pay with something else. Yeah. Uh, it's very famous for freelancing that it has this uh, feast or famine cycle. Uh, where one day you have this uh, amazing project that pays so well and you're literally feeling like a king and tomorrow there is no project anymore and this one's over, the next one didn't come in and now you have to starve for God knows how long and <laughs> somehow make ends meet. Um, so you're constantly on this like sinusoid, whereas with permanent employment, you don't have that. Um, you're... I recently saw a, a sentence, you're literally, uh, the salary you receive is the bribe you get to forget <laughs> your dreams. So you become really comfortable. You have a steady stream of income. Uh, you don't have to think like I already mentioned. Everything is done for you. Taxes are done for you. Legal is done for you. Insurance are done for you. Money comes to your bank account on a steady uh pace and yeah. you're feeling very nice and very comfortable and why would you change that and cause so much trouble for yourself <laughs> so it's it's this give and take like it are do you want your freedom bad enough yeah to pay with your comfort for it <laughs> or you're gonna stay where you are stay put because of your situation, I don't know, you have kids, you have mortgage, you have sick relatives to take care about, you want to travel, you have expensive hobbies, and you need a constant steady stream of, of money. Yeah, so it's always it's always for people to choose, you know, and yes. uh, it's interesting, when I was looking through a LinkedIn profile, I saw, I saw a video when there is two, there are two balls, and one ball is like uh, going down like in a straight, straight surface and another go on this sinusoid. And the funniest thing is that I've never thought about that, but the ball that goes with ups and downs, it yes. goes faster at the end. So it faster reaches the goal and it goes faster than the ball who, which is going like through yes. this straight one line surface. And what you are telling right now, it's like, when they have this everything done for you and you don't have to care about anything. So I feel like for ambitious people, it's like a nightmare because like, you know, it's it's super slow. Definitely you can go and try. Maybe you'll be, you, you'll be beaten a few times, but maybe if you can continue, you can definitely go there and yeah, like reach your ambitions at the end of the day. But I feel like it's, it's, it's also not that easy to, uh, you know, to be this ambition person, because like not everyone is ready to get those things and to get go through. Okay, everyone likes ups, 
but nobody likes downs. But and to overcome and downs, I feel like it's 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 one of the greatest skills freelancer have to learn by uh, by their mistakes. You know, they have to be there. They have to be on 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 this downside. And they, but still, if we are talking about cons uh, that you've mentioned, what do you think are the general solutions to those cons? I'm not I'm not saying like what exactly to do, but like the general solutions, like. In, in a perfect world, let's say. <laughs> um, so for both permanent employment and freelancing, you say? For for permanent employment, I would say um, if you don't want to like, be in this uh, power structure, then become a freelancer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, for freelancer, if you don't want to be um, in this uh, f- uh, feast or famine cycle, you have to create a system that works for you from beginning till end. Don't rely on other processes. So don't rely, for example, on the recruitment process of the client because, you mm. know, it's a big corporation. It recruits it recruits a lot of people, uh, permanent employees mainly, of course. And then they can use exactly the same process to recruit you. But then they will treat you as one of the permanent employees. You will still receive all of these low-level tasks that everybody else receives. And as a freelancer, you want, you're selling your skill because typically you're already a senior, you you have a skill to sell. So that means you have risen from this uh, level of executing low-level tasks without thinking, just being a, a manual worker. And you are now at the point where you want to be given the problem or even if somebody hasn't identified the problem, you can see that, you can help them identify. Who executes it is not even interesting. Whether it's the client or you, it doesn't matter. So create this uh, client acquisition and client management end-to-end process for yourself and automate it as much as possible so that you don't have to constantly bother and think about it and be stressed because majority of freelancers are not in marketing and sales obviously so it's a learning curve but it's worth it because then you become fully independent and um, you will also be known you will work with higher decision makers you will be known as somebody who is solving difficult problems Uh, then word of mouth it will spread and then it will be easier for you eventually. Like in the beginning, it's a huge learning curve, but it pays off at the end. You know, it's so fun. While you were explaining, I was thinking about a little bit about consultants and if companies hiring consultants to receive this huge, uh, huge report about what's going wrong, like 100 page report, what has to be fixed and then do nothing with these reports. <laughs> It's so weird, you know, and yeah, and so, sometimes sometimes I feel like of green, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 so weird, you know. They're paying so 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 much money, like a huge amount of cash, to just receive this and like, oh yeah, we have this report. We know exactly what we have to do, but do not share it with any employee, so they don't know what exactly to do. And it's the funniest thing. But once again, you know, like we we had a conversation with you before recording this podcast, and you told like. That a freelancer is more like lonely wolves, and like you know, there. And I see exactly the same in the 9am community, in the code control community. So it's not like people are connecting and like helping each other, and they like 
collaborating and if somebody has more projects but they can't re go through them it's it's not like they go and share it with others they just say no to a re recruiter are you free no are you free no <laughs> but they can say like no but this person is a great person like why, why don't do that and i'm curious like from your perspective what are top three steps let's say for all freelancers to take individually but ensure that the future of work is for freelancers so what should we do individually to finally collaborate, let's say? If you look in, even into the education and all the other systems we've created for ourselves, they're all based on this unequal power distribution. In school, the teachers tell you what to do at home, the parents tell you what to do, then the government tells you what to do, then you step in at work, the manager tells you what to do. Um, but on top of that, uh, in the corporate system, you also have um, incentives which are supposed to like bring the performance of everybody up and by mm -hmm. that the whole organization will perform better but they are individual they are not uh i like they're not team-based like if i fail uh like and my team doesn't fail then we are not a team Mm -hmm. then the others don't have incentives to help me even more they have incentive actually not to help me because if everybody else fails and i shine that i've achieved my objectives i'm the one who's gonna get promoted and promotion opportunities as we know will not happen to all of us in the team there are more <laughs> people than there are promotion opportunities so there are all of these competition is constantly going on now we become freelancers do we step out of this mindset though no, <laughs> we still carry it with us. So it's now we are lone wolves, but we will not cooperate. We are still going to fight for different projects. And especially if we follow the same recruitment processes from the mm. companies, then it's the same scenario. We have to prove I'm better than the other freelancers. Yeah. So you're constantly, even in your head, competing with the freelancers. You're not cooperating with them. But I completely agree with you that this mindset has to change. Um, something else you mentioned about the future of work, and I want to say, um, I think freelancing is the future of work, or essentially this is the direction, self-management, freelancing, more freedom to people. Um, and, and I think we cannot avoid it even if we want to, because all the forces are pulling in that direction. Not only people want it. I mean, look at the pandemic with yeah. COVID, it just speeded things up. People realize they want purpose, they want freedom, they want things that they didn't receive until now. But also the business needs it. Like I said in the beginning, we uh, the business right now needs uh, agility, uh, fast um, pace, innovation and these things cannot be achieved with the current setup so things will change uh it's just a matter of how long it will take to change if they change tomorrow then the only thing we know right now is freelancing and self-management but if it takes another 50 years then we might come up with something different uh, yeah. but it's gonna be in that direction eventually hopefully let's 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 cross our fingers and you know I still, I still a big believer that if we are working together, and as you've told, even though we still have this mindset of like we need to fight because opportunities are limited, 
and we need to be promoted ourselves. I bet if we just a little bit, you know, change this mindset and understand that as freelancers, we can, if we collect together, we can do more and we can yeah. uh, receive more, you know, like not give, take first and then give maybe, but also give and then you will take. Definitely. So, you know, Rina, I really wish to have the sky is the limit, but time is the limit to our conversation. So the final question is, what is your favorite food? Oh, my favorite food. <laughs> oh, wow. I was just so funny. Just yesterday, I was telling my husband when we were kids and we were exchanging these uh, lexicons. I don't know how it's in English. There were these books where you have to write your favorite food, your favorite yeah. color, your favorite number and this and that. And I didn't have anything favorite. <laughs> so I couldn't write anything in these books. So I was just passing it. I, uh, you can skip me. I, I mean, I cannot fill it up. Um, yeah, what I like eating. I mean, my my eating habits had to change because of different <laughs> health issues. But let's say ice cream still remains one of my favorites, <laughs> even if it's ve vegan ice cream these days. But <laughs> got it, got it. You know, Rina, thank you so much for sharing your experience, and it's You're been such welcome. a pleasure to hear and learn from you. Thank you for inviting me. And thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, hit the like button on five stars and share it with your friend. That's it. We're done. See you in the next episode.